This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host Mike. How you doing, Mike? Uh, not too bad, Mark. How about yourself? Good. We're doing good here today, this week, at Massive Late Fee, where we talk all about streaming shows and movies and anything that we really care to talk about. And apropos of that, we're switching things up a little bit. We're going to try a slightly different format, uh, more of a no-format kind of uh, thing, and we'll see where that takes us. But uh, apropos of that, we're going to start with the Parents Guide game uh, this week. So, Mike, I've, I've got one here pulled up already for you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Mark. Oh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, this comes out on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving out there, everybody. Uh, I hope you I hope you enjoy your, your turkey day if, or whatever. I don't know. Can we say Thanksgiving? Is that something that's still allowed to be I, said? I assume it's okay still, yeah. <laughs> Although what really annoys me is people call it Friendsgiving, which really bothers me. Oh, for why? I don't know why. It just annoys me. Just to like, just take like a. I mean, first of all, Thanksgiving is like constantly being shit on as it is. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. you have Halloween and then like a uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, Christmas. I mean, it's just like the, and it's really in a sense probably like one of the most uh, the most revered holidays. At least it should be because it's all about giving thanks. Yeah, and everyone just like skips over it. Like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, fuck I'm thankful enough. But yeah, so uh, we are going to do the um, Parents Guide game. You want to go first, Mark? Yeah, so the first, under frightening and intense scenes, this is maybe my favorite my favorite clue ever in the uh, in the IMDb guide. Wow, Fright- that's, 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 that's saying quite a bit. Frightening and intense scenes. Lots of intense scenes, which can also be frightening. <laughs> what? what the fuck? What kind of an idiot wrote that one? I don't know. I mean, that's, you're basically just defining the section. But here's a re- here's a real one in that's in that section. the The two main characters are tortured, but the scene is not very long, and both escape relatively unharmed. Hostile, hostile. No, although a decent guess because obviously torture, hostile. This clue under sex and nudity will give you the decade from that the movie's in. You know, actually, I think I already guessed it. it is it is it Celtic Pride? No, no. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I thought that was it, but I guess we're wrong. At the very beginning, we see a topless woman laying on a bed. Her bare breasts are seen. She then gets up and starts sniffing cocaine off a glass table. She then goes out to her balcony and looks over the edge of the railing. We see both of her bare breasts. She then climbs up on top of the railing, and the wind blows her nightgown open, revealing both of her bare breasts again. It always happens when they show both of the bare breasts because it just feels kind of incomplete if there's only one. Like, doesn't don't you just feel like, eh, that's, that's just weird? Yeah, I agree. I don't want to see. I want to see them both. Both or none? I mean, just one is just an odd. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be an even number. I think. Yes. Uh, this sounds familiar. I know it's not Forrest Gump because... Uh, Which is know, why Total game. Recall is such a put-off because... Yeah, it really is like, oh, that's that's kind of nice. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, no, too much. That's too many. Yeah, exactly. Um, hmm. Uh, I, I know it's not correct, but I'll guess Forrest Gump. No, I know where you're going there with the railing when she stands up and over that. that it makes sense. I know that scene, but no, it's it's not that. Um, yeah, I don't think for, in Forrest and Bubba were not tortured. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Uh, four women are shown nude in a scene. A couple women are topless, and we see their bare breasts. One of the women takes off her top, and we see her bare breasts. They like that so, phrase a lot. So we're seeing all six of these bare breasts, right? Not like some weird combination. Right, correct, yeah. It's not like, uh, yeah, we'd see one of a couple of women and then one of them, like, to try to make a set. No, it's 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 all, it's all, all of them. Huh. Um, I don't think this is correct, but uh, Showgirls? No. 
Uh, here's uh, maybe probably the last one I'm going to do in sex and nudity, although there are a few other ones. Uh, a man says that his daughter was making pornographic videotapes with her friends. We later see one of them. I assume they're talking about Jeez. the tapes. So we later see I, I guess. one of those tapes. Is this uh, oh, is this lethal weapon? It is lethal weapon. See, I've I've, I've actually never seen the entire thing of uh, the first lethal weapon. Like I've only seen parts of it, but I've seen you know obviously I, I've seen enough to uh, no, recall the, the scenes. In it. <laughs> yeah, I only saw it on like I only saw it on like regular TV, so mm-hmm. I didn't even see. I, I know there's like a part with like a tape, but I've never I've never seen that part. Yeah, very, very, very good. There's uh, another. There's another one that's kind of funny in here too. Uh, I'm trying to find it. There's, but there's one where it's basically like, um, uh, I don't know. I can't remember now, but something about a guy's uh, nuts getting ripped off or something. Jeez, I know Gary Busey's in that movie, so there's definitely some weird nut action going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you. You know, Gary Busey, I felt, could have been in a lot more, like, action movies as a villain. Like, he was in Under Siege. He's really good in that. And he mm-hmm. obviously has, like, a great, like, uh, terrifying, like, you know, a streak to him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, Gary Busey is the perfect, like, insane villain. Or insane friend. He was on uh, Black Sheep. <laughs> right. As, like, the insane, like, guy. He's a, I he, love him in Point He would be Point a good, Break, insane doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Like maybe to interact with Liam Neeson's character in that uh, sketch he's working on. Yeah, or or maybe uh, an insane uh, police officer. He'd be good at that. Yeah, he's. I mean, obviously he had a head injury, which probably you know contributed heavily to his insanity. But he'd definitely be good at some uh, insane uh, insane stuff. I think was he like a very good actor before the head injury? He was. He was in the buddy the uh, not the yeah the Buddy Holly story. Buddy Holly, and yeah. he played Buddy. He played Buddy Holly. I mean. One of the best acting performances I've ever seen in my life. He's fantastic in that movie. Yeah, I mean, what's funny is, uh, I mean, Gary Busey has had like some head injuries, but I, I don't hear him like going out like doing all this creepy shit like all these other people are doing. You know, even him with like a head injury like seems to be you know a decent person. I mean, obviously you can't control that you have a head injury. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, I know. I've always felt bad for him because I mean he he literally did get brain damage from this motorcycle yeah, yeah. accident. I, mean, like, I don't know if he wore a helmet or not. I think it's insane to ride a local motorcycle period without a helmet. It's just, wow. It's, I, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. He was not wearing a helmet and uh, yeah, got pretty, pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, like, like you said, you know, he's, he hasn't been me too. He's not fucking out there molesting women and shit. So, you know, that's definitely something in his right. favor. Yeah, I mean, even though he is, like, you know, wacky, I guess, he, he seems just like a decent person still, you know, he's, yeah. whatever I see him, like, at a reality show, he's always trying to help other people out, that kind of stuff, you know, so, so good for Gary Busey. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind his uh, insane rants. No. Are you ready, are you ready for my round? Oh, I am. All right. Teens drinking at a party. American Pie. <laughs> no. Wouldn't it be great if that wasn't? You're like, oh, I remember that movie. They were drinking. <laughs> there was a lot of drinking going on at that party. Uh, teen smoking what appears to be marijuana at a party. What else it would be? I have no idea. Right? Uh, I think that's a fictional movie, but they're still like, you know, kind of like couching it. And like, <laughs> oh, it could be. It could be something else. Right. Maybe they're smoking catnip. You never know. <laughs> Uh oh, we just got a cat too. By the way, we got a uh, we got a cat this week. Oh, nice. Uh, I I feel like I just want to talk about the cat at this point, <laughs> um, but I'll save it till after this uh, game. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you all about the cat after the game. Um, so I will say, can't hardly wait. No. Okay. And this is a point where I realize that there's not a lot of good clues in this. Because, mm-hmm. like, much like your RoboCop thing, cop thing the other day, uh, most of the clues uh, involve. <laughs> The name of the character. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's very obvious. Uh, so here's an exclusive. Someone is punched in the face. Mm, punched in the face. We're at a party. Smoking some doobies. I will say. Poss- uh, yeah, possibly. 16 candles. No. Someone is punched in the face. Again? Oh, I just read that one. Yeah. <laughs> At least two different instances. 
But why male models? <laughs> oh my god. David Duchovny is so perfect in that too. I I I think I told you this. I heard in the audio commentary of Zoolander that Ben Stiller's like, yeah, that wasn't written in the script. I just I just like lost my place in the script and actually asked it again. And David, he's like, but David Duchovny's reaction was so priceless. We just left it in because he's like, are are you kidding me? We we just went over this. <laughs> Someone is punt. No, uh, some rough play during a basketball game. Ooh, okay. There's a basketball. Oh, um, the uh, basketball diaries. No. Okay. Close though. Various instances of sexual innuendo. Ooh. Teen Wolf. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Do you like how I claim that was close to the basketball diaries? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is basketball in both movies. I just thought it'd be funny in my own head to say it, and I'm like, yeah. I guess I guess you'll hear that one. Uh, yeah, I once once basketball was introduced, it, it was easier to get to. Oh, I thought we were gonna talk about this cat here. Yeah, so uh, the well, cat... by, by the way, the clues for that one are really bad. Like, there's no mention of styles in it whatsoever, or uh, riding on top of a uh, you know truck. How do you not mention styles? I mean, that's like that might literally be the first thing you see in the movie. Styles coming up to his house. Yeah, I, that's like talking about Fast Times at Ridgemont High and not mentioning yeah. Damone. I was just saying, do you think they would hang out, or would they just hate each other, the two characters? Ooh, uh, I feel like they'd have. I feel like at first they would have like a, a a kind of a rivalry, and then eventually they would have a grudging respect for one another. And then they just fuck. <laughs> I think uh, Damone is way creepier, <laughs> like a hundred percent more. Yes, Damone. He's like got that but, like. Hey, what's going on, girl? <laughs> and he like fucks his own friend over at the restaurant, you know? Oh yeah. Well, you owe me for this one. Or he, he's like taking, like he's trying to like you know steal her, quote unquote, from like his friend and stuff. Mm-hmm. A very See the case uh, all right through that shit. A very young pre her dad getting uh, murdered, <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee, right? Yeah, and the reason I'm laughing is. When I hit the push to talk button, it sounds like a slide whistle. So it's like murder. <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> oh God, poor Vic Morrow. But this cat. Speaking of people who are dead, uh, this this cat is a. Uh, her name is Peaches. She's a twelve year old cat, and uh, her previous owner died, and she was basically kind of abandoned. Um. So she's a uh, Persian cat. And both my son and my wife are incredible. Persian, huh? Is that the word you're using? <laughs> she's Iranian, but <laughs> she's uh, we we gave her a bunch of money uh, when uh, we signed that nuclear deal. <clears throat> it's a very bad deal. Um, but uh, my wife and my son are both really allergic to cats, so we need like a kind of a hypoallergenic breed. And uh, you know, Persians are one of the ones that are are. Or no, they, she's, she's not. I'm sorry, she's not Persian. She's Siamese. Yeah, say a, per, a Persian. I think they're like very furry. I'm, I, I think yeah. they'd be the opposite of hypoallergenic. Yeah, she's yeah, a, Siamese. Are yeah, she's got like she's had she is. I guess the Siamese breed has less of uh, some sort of yeah, and some sort of uh, protein or whatever that that can be people uh, can be allergic to. But anyway, so it's working out well because they're not. They don't seem to be allergic to her. Uh, she's got some stomach problems though. Um, so we put, uh, probiotic stuff on her food, uh, cause she's got some, some, some bad, uh, stomach problems. She, she, I was sitting, she was sitting next to me. I was petting her and then she just audibly farts and it's, <laughs> it's terrible too. Like I've never heard a cat actually like where they fart, where you can hear it. Yeah, I think I have like once and it was like, even the cat like looked at me like in a weird, like what the fuck was that? You know, they, they're not used to it. But yeah, this cat has got some stomach issues, but we're, you know, we're, uh, we're doing well and she's, she's getting used to the dog. Luckily we have, our dog is like the most docile dog ever. Um, and she's batted it in the face a couple times just because she's like, you know, stay away from me kind of thing. Cause the dog's curious, but, uh, but they, they seem to 
right now, because we only had her for a few days, they seem right now to be ignoring each other pretty well. Uh, and, yeah, it's probably uh, the best indication that they'll get along. Yeah, and then eventually I think they'll yeah start to, to get along a little bit more. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like the way Siamese cats look. I've always heard they're mean or that they can like get deaf very easily. Uh, have you found that to be true in the limited time you've had her? Well, she seems pretty friendly. She doesn't like she likes she's particular. So and and she's twelve. So obviously she was raised yeah, by yeah. somebody else. But she likes to be held for a limited amount of time, and then she doesn't bite you. But she'll kind of she'll put her teeth on your hand when she wants to be done. You know, just kind of not not even like a nibble, but like just a warning like, kind of deal. Yeah, just like a touch to your hand, like hey, I'm ready to get down. And um, so she seems fairly friendly. Now she does have a some sort of uh, I think it's a polyp in her ear, so you have to be real careful uh, touching her left ear. We're gonna uh, take her to the vet and get that surgically removed. So um, so it's not bothering her nice. anymore. That's sweet. Uh, we we recently got a cat too. Um, our neighbors who are uh, terrible people <laughs> they basically like abandoned this cat and oh. like two more like when they moved. And mind you, they probably had like an equal number of cats and then some oh, they're God. like animal hoarders or something apparently they had like uh like i don't know how many chihuahuas but they all like lived lived inside the house and they just let them like go to the bathroom on these pads you know oh awful. like pee pads or something yeah yeah so like uh so i was in the garage this is you know a few few months ago but now that i have the opportunity to talk about my cat i'll uh, i'll be all over this one <laughs> um yeah so she was like i was in the garage and like uh we are we let one of our cats come out and uh, our cat Bodie he likes to explore the garage so I let him come out, and then all of a sudden this other cat like comes out, like it just like meows at him. I'm like, oh shit! So I grabbed him and like threw him inside real quick. Mm. And, you know, we got her some food and stuff, and uh, you know, she's like inside the house now. We better because she's very small. I'm like, oh, I, she can't be a year old. That's how small this cat is. Um, but we took her to the vet. They said she's like six. Oh so wow! She's probably, like, so she was probably like malnourished this entire time. And yeah. so sure enough, you know, when she eats with the other cats, like she'll just tear through all the food. Like she'll go from bowl to bowl, eating as much food as she can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, they pretty much get along, except for uh, the other day, uh, apparently, uh, our cat Bodie was trying to rape her. Oh, God. They're both, which is weird, because they're both fixed. Okay. So, I'm assuming it's a dominance thing, but, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun calling him uh, Bill Cosby, uh, Vince Champ, uh, <laughs> you know, all these fun names over the, uh, the past few uh, days. <laughs> oh, look, there's Harvey Weinstein right now. Did, uh, do you guys, uh... Do you, you have your cats declawed or no? Um, we do, but with Mabel, she that's the girl cat's name. Uh, she actually uh, is, was already not declawed, mm. and due to her age, we wouldn't declaw her. I mean, just she's six, that seems a little old, you know. And usually by that age, they've learned how to like you know not be a psychopath with them. You know, she'll still try and scratch stuff up, but she's right. not like like a kitten running around like tearing everything open. I mean, I would think from the age, you know, that's a little old, but yeah. Our, the ones that we've had from kittens, we have had them declawed just because, I mean, I know a lot of people say it's cruel or whatever, but I mean, it doesn't seem to bother them that much. And I'm sure some like person listening to this is just like, you know, raging right now. But I mean, it's, it seems like a better compromise. They don't tear our stuff up, you know, and it doesn't seem to hurt them too much. I feel like it's sort of like uh, getting circumcised when, when you do it, when they're, when they're kittens, I don't think it's a big deal. Now this, this cat that we have peaches is not declawed. And we're not going to do it because at this point she's she's twelve years old and she's you know she's lived her whole life with oh, with yeah, her front claws. So yeah, I can't imagine a vet would even do that. Right. Um. So you know, obviously we wouldn't do it now, but I I wouldn't have a problem declawing a cat. I think you know for the most part, I think a lot of the reasons that they don't want you to do it is because of um is because if they get out, you know, and things like that to defend themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they can fight with their back claws a little bit, but uh, seeing our our under, our declawed cats fight each other is hilarious. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a slap fight, you know? Right. It's fun. But, yeah, so I uh, you know, I was just curious about that. Um, What have you been, what have you been doing as far as, like, because I, 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 well, I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll just go. I was going to, I was going to do the courteous thing and, just say, hey, talk about your stuff, but uh, but I kind of want to steer this where I want it to go. So okay, that's fair. Gonna... <laughs> I, I've been I've been bumping around online a lot uh, lately this week, and one of the things that I I have like a weird fascination of are impressionists. Oh, really? I I I feel the opposite. Like I like whenever I see an impressionist do an impression. 
or like a person who does a cartoon voice do that voice. I just feel cringe, like for some reason. See, it's it's like a magic trick to me in in, in certain ways, and you have got to be you got to be good at it though. Like seeing a bad impressionist is just like seeing a bad comedian. It's just like it's oh my god, it's horrible. But would uh, you lump a ventriloquist into this? No, ventriloquists aren't interesting to me. What about if there are a uh, janitor in high school? <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty interesting. <laughs> That's one of the the oddest things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, that janitor. Um, but yeah, so I I I don't know why it's a weird thing, but I just I don't know. I find it really interesting to to hear people do impression impressions and i try to do some here and there but uh there's this dude uh ross mark yeah which ones do you do mark um well like everyone like i think in the world even people that don't try to do impressions i can i i attempt christopher walken um sure and i can do like uh ross perot like uh george w bush um People that sound, you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, we did junior for retro late fee and that's not funny. The whole, no, it was not at all. But, uh, but the whole time I, uh, I was doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, which of course everyone also does. Yeah. I think every male our age is, you know, it's, it's like, it's impossible not to make the impression while you're watching like one of his movies, you know? Yeah. And then there's I, so many great catchphrases to use too. It's just it's it's an inevitable. I pointed out in the actual review. How do you not? He's pregnant. How do they not work in the line? It's not a tumor. <laughs> yeah, that that wasn't like a, a lot of his catchphrases will carry over, but that one only had its uh, very limited run, unfortunately. But I pointed out in the in the in the podcast that I've never heard anyone do a Danny DeVito impersonation. And it seems like yeah, his voice point. should be impersonated. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very distinctive voice. I mean, you could hear, you could tell just by, I mean, some people like have super distinctive voices. This mm-hmm. is one of them. Like, uh, there's this guy in The Wire. I, I don't know his name in real life, but his character's name is Herc. Okay. And he's actually, he's in The Irishman. And I, 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 he's actually made up quite a bit, so he doesn't look like himself at all. He looks a lot older. But I heard the voice, and instantly I'm like, oh, that's that's got to be Herc. And sure enough, it was him. Like, I'm... My wife can look at anyone's face, like in a, who's been in the movie for one frame, and recognize them anywhere. She's amazing at that. But like me, it's always a sound, like a voice. I, I'm much better at identifying voices than you know. Maybe that's why I don't like uh, impressionists as much. Maybe I can tell if they're not quite where I want them to be. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is when you hear a bad one, it's it's really bad. I think that guy's name is was Dominic uh, Lombardozzi or something like that. Yeah, something like something like that. Yeah, Lamborghini, but um. But yeah, so like it's weird that no one does a Danny DeVito. But uh, there's this guy. Well, first of all, uh, why don't you be the first person to do one right now? I can't, I tried on the other podcast, and I just <laughs> I can't. It's I can't do it. Maybe and that's why. Maybe that's why no one does it because it's like impossible to imitate for some reason. <laughs> See, I think that's funnier. Kind of, sometimes when someone does a terrible impression. <laughs> Like I thought it'd be funny one time if like my friend Matt and I did like a sketch of like these Australian like police officers, uh-huh. but just because because I do such a terrible Australian accent, it'd just be the funniest thing to me. <laughs> like I would just like that would amuse me. I think you know what else. So the, the closest I think I got was it was like, "Hey Riga, why don't you get to, <laughs> get in the car?" You know, or something. It's like you know, it's just generic New York as you know, as close as I can get. You know, I think you need to start with your Tony Danza impression and then kind of work from there. Because oh, you kind of have a similar quality in your impression, you know? Because mm-hmm. you did do our, your Tony Danza uh, the other day on one of our shows. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the same. Because he's got that kind of, I mean, he's got the kind of quiet tone to it, you know, he starts off with. Mm-hmm. And Danny DeVito does kind of talk like that, especially on All He's Studying in Philadelphia. He has like that almost like seductive like quality with his voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yes, Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I really think that would be a good base. I think if you started there, you'd get there pretty quickly. He's got to have like a short, thick cock, right? I, I, I mean, look at him. Come on. <laughs> but I, so I was watching different impressionists for whatever reason, and I think it showed up as a on YouTube as like a suggested thing, and I just went down a deep dive of different impressionists. But uh, there was there was one with uh, Al Pacino was on. I think it was Conan. And 
Kevin Spacey was on with him and Kevin Spacey was doing his his Al Pacino impression. And of course, Al Pacino was like laughing his ass off. And I, I was I just sat there. And I was thinking, you know, no amount of 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 young boy rape will ever be able to take away <laughs> that, <laughs> that memory of Al Pacino. <laughs> Like, he'll still be able to get joy out of uh, hearing uh, someone do an impersonation. <laughs> so, Can you know, find it's, out about El it's Pacino? Yeah, what's I feel that he got typecast very early on in his career, and he's, like, an amazing actor who really uh, could have done a lot better movies. Oh, like, he was absolutely. obviously in, like, a... He was obviously... Well, I'm not even talking about his later, like, you know, uh, De Niro-esque, uh, you know, tape you know, the uh, tangent that he took. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you think about it, his first movie is, like, Reservoir Dogs. I, or not Reservoir Dogs, Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. I mean, or at least it's one of, the, one of the first ones. That, and he was, was he in The Deer Hunter as well? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. He was in The Godfather, though. Yeah, so he's, he's in The Godfather, Godfather 2, um, and, and The uh, Dog Day Afternoon is, like, his first movie. So he's immediately typecast as, like, this action kind of tough guy, you know? And looking at the rest of his career, he's often playing, like, you know, a tough cop or a tough criminal. He's Scarface, you know, these are his earliest movies. He's like this big violent action star and he's really a great actor. I, I feel that he could have done so much more. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's, he, he goes kind of both ways, I guess. Like there, there are some movies he's in where he's just like over the top, you know, kind of stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's like the devil's advocate. He, he plays that perfectly. You mm-hmm. know, he's like, over. Oh, top he's funny he's you know menacing he's like you know i mean if the devil existed which it doesn't it would uh, be a perfect portrayal of such a character Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely but but yeah i agree i think i think he has a lot of um like he was in scarecrow this movie in the 70s with gene hackman and he's fantastic in that there's, there's a lot of movies where yeah i wish he hadn't gotten uh, typecast as this, you know, in, in the kind of... Which is hilarious, because he's a pretty diminutive person, from what I can tell. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think he's, like, Danny DeVito level. Yep. No, I agree. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just funny that there's someone so, like, smaller than average would, like, be this big action star, I guess. Which, in a lot of ways, I mean, his movies are, aren't quite, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they're, they're action movies. I mean, not the, well, no, not, not the Godfather, but I would say Scarface is definitely an action movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're... The Godfather is not not really an action movie, but there are there are elements I think that it has in common with action movies. Yeah, without the action parts of The Godfather, it would be nowhere near as good of a movie. Yeah, and and like uh, Scarface is similar in in a similar vein is kind of the same type thing. Yeah, and Bar- uh, Scarface, he had a base head wife whose uh, womb was polluted. <laughs> That's right. Did you ever hear that song by the Lonely Island? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that part so much. It's just so weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was. You know, did you ever see Insomnia, the Christopher Nolan movie? Yeah, I, I saw it. I, I think I saw it with you actually. Oh yeah, yeah, I think um, we did see it in the theater. Yeah. I, it was an okay movie. I think I'd have to watch it again. But I mean, it was just kind of a, again. He's like this kind of like tough, you know, toxic masculinity uh, cop guy. Right. Yeah, but he's you know he what one thing that I think that he does really well in that movie is he plays the like kind of slowly going nuts like he's not really yeah, oh, yeah. going he's, he's... insane but like because he can't fucking sleep <laughs> you know like he's yeah, that's just really, like the craziest premise like oh let's bring this guy out here to investigate and just you know he's not used to the light he'll, he'll never sleep right but he, he plays that like kind of coming unglued like slowly so yeah, he plays yeah, it really, really good, subtly man. and very well isn't Robert Williams in that movie too? Yeah, he's the antagonist. Yeah, Robert Williams was also a great actor, which mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of funny because I don't find his comedy funny at all. But I mean, I think he's a great dramatic actor. Like he was really good in the uh, Bobcat Goldthwait movie. Um, what was it? Um, uh, something about Father of the Year or something like that. World's Best Dad, I think it was called. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've seen those movies. They're really good. That and the uh, the one he did with uh, Joel Murray, God Bless America. That one's really good too. Oh yes, yep. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, just odd. That's another impersonation that a lot of people do because you know that's another easy one. Where Joel Murray? Yes. <laughs> my bro- my brother was on SNL. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I don't, I don't think I know what he sounds like. 
Joel Murray. I think that was a pretty damn good impression of him, actually. <laughs> One of my proudest joke moments, I guess, was uh, I can't remember what I was talking about, but Joel uh, Murray. No, I think I I was I think I I was in back when I I taught school, um, or you know like worked at the elementary school. I um I think. I was talking about, I might have been talking about impressionists actually, but I was like, oh yeah, I, I can do uh, pretty good. But this time, this time it was the painters. <laughs> I was like, I can do pretty good impressions, and um, so I go. Uh, <clears throat> My name is Franklin Pierce, fourteenth president of the United States. He sounded just like that. <laughs> I think I've heard you say that one before. Yeah, that, I, I I don't know. I think that's a, a I think it's a quality joke. You guys, uh, yeah, that's a good joke. Thing. But this guy from The Walking Dead, Ross Marquand, he he's he's been in a few different things. He's you know a, a professional actor, but he does impressions too. Just kind of like he's not a stand-up comedian. He doesn't do it in an act or anything. It's just like something that he can do. Uh, and actually, he's got a couple jobs that way. Um, uh, Hugo Weaving played the villain in called the Red Skull in Captain America, the first Captain America movie. Did, did something happen to Hugo Weaving where his face was like horribly scarred or something? I don't think I've seen his face in a movie in like 15 years. Seriously? He's either playing V or uh, or his face, face is covered with a skull, Red Skull. Um, no, seriously, I, don't, I really don't think I've seen his face in like 15 years. I don't know. Not since The Matrix. No. But he didn't want to come back for the 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 like end game or whatever the one of the Marvel movies. So they just got Ross Marquand. Yeah, he, he hates money. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's integrity. I don't know. Maybe he's like, ah, oh, fuck you. Uh, no, he was in the Matrix Three, so no, it's not oh, integrity. Yeah, that's true. But he so they he didn't want to come back, so they just got Ross Marquand to do the voice, and he sounds just like him. How much does that make you hate Hugo Weaving? By the way. That he was in the Matrix Three. No, no, no. That he turned down. Like, what's the easiest like job? Seriously, just, oh, just use your own voice and speak lines in a studio. It was one scene. He was, from what I know, he was barely in the movie. Yeah, one scene. Yeah, yeah. It was one. Really scene. Gave him quite a bit of cash for that, though. You know, and residuals alone. Of course. Yeah, but no, you can probably didn't... call call over your phone and record your lines. Hugo, what's what's your problem? Yeah, you could be like uh, Bill Murray in the uh, the new Ghostbusters movie, where it's, where he just comes in and sits down. Comes in for one scene, just sits down. He's like, "Oh, you're not real Ghostbusters," and just sits down, and then gets killed. He probably just gives him one take too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like he could not give a fuck at he's all. Like, he's like, "Sorry, my goddamn brother Joel won't stop calling me." <laughs> oh, did you hear that Bill Murray? Bill Murray applied for a part-time job at a PF Chang's in an airport. No. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, did, did he get it? I I I think he did it as a joke, basically, because I I could I would imagine that they'd be like, oh yeah, we 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 will we'll hire you, Bill Murray. Yeah, I don't I don't get that joke. That's uh, some of that classic Bill Murray humor, I guess. Yeah. I know you're like one of the only people I know that doesn't like him. I just don't understand. I don't. I don't get what the funny part is. Is what it is. Red Letter Media, uh, uh, Mike Stolklasa, who, by the way, I think you would love Red Letter Media. By the way, they have as much disdain for the entertainment industry as we do. But he, um, he said that I think Bill Murray seems like one of those guys that's like a lovable asshole. It's like, like he's like an asshole in real life, but you can't help but kind of like him as opposed to like, uh, he named off a couple different actors and stuff where, you know, they're assholes, but they're just assholes. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that is a lovable asshole. Um, cause I read some of the uh, divorce proceedings between his wife and him. <laughs> but like, I think it's just something like he would like slap her in the face and like choke her in the ass. Holy shit. And yeah. Um, but what was funny is like I always see these things like online, especially on Reddit, like, oh, someone came up and said so and so, and then it was Bill Murray and he said, You'll never believe this. <laughs> so I thought, be, I thought it'd be funny doing like a variation on it, like doing like a, you know, I was married to Bill Murray, then he started punching me and so and so, and then he said, No one will ever believe you. Oh, 
which is what the meme is because I don't think people are aware or maybe they just don't care or I mean who knows it's a divorce maybe I, I would hope someone wouldn't just make that up right I can uh, imagine his two kids in real life are like the kids he has in Rushmore. <laughs> I don't know why that just seems fitting. <laughs> he's got his. He's got. He's like. I do like him in Rushmore and the Royal Tenenbaums. He's good in both of those. He has like fifteen kids too. That's like a lot. Too many. No, not fifteen, but he's got a lot. They're 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 big Catholics. Uh, Luke, Homer, Cooper, Jackson, Lincoln, and Cal. He has. Oh my God, are they all males? Yes, he has six sons. Oh, great! I can't wait till that next generation of uh, <laughs> low talent douchebags gets in there, <laughs> treading off his name from uh, a series he was in there forty years ago. <laughs> hey, Uncle Joe. <laughs> yes, Connor, or whatever his name was. Oh my God. Cooper. Oh, what's funny is Joel's not even like the most accomplished of the unknown uh, Murray brothers. I would say that I think Brian Dole for sure. Right. Yeah. Brian Doyle's probably the most. And I think John is more than Joel. I think uh, Brian Doyle was actually a writer at SNL when Bill Murphy was a, uh, a, a, you know, on the show there. I remember Bill Murphy. He was such a, such a quality (laughs) player. If I, ever see Bill, if I ever see Bill Murphy in person, that's my plan. I would be like, oh, Bill Murphy, I am your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> because that would make me laugh. And that's all I care about in that exchange. I know Brian Doyle Murray wrote... Wait, wait a second, Bill. Is that your wife's blood on your knuckles? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just ketchup. Oh, God. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm going to go to ballet. Isn't that funny? But but she said, uh, no, no, ballet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know he wrote Caddyshack. And I Congrats. think, yeah, he, he wrote it with um, uh, Doug Kenny from uh, the National Sweeter Lampoon. Kenny. I feel that um, uh, that's one of those movies that I saw it when I was young. I didn't find it funny at the time. Do you find Caddyshack funny? I find parts of it funny, but it's another one of those like we've talked think, about before that. Yeah, I think when it first came out, it would be a lot funnier. Yeah. No, I bet I'd be. I bet I would have been a big Steve Martin fan if I was like you know like maybe twelve or thirteen when he came out. You know, I bet it would really like you know, and they would like have the nostalgia factor. So I, I mean, if it were, I, I think if I were younger, I would probably like you know that kind of humor. But I don't know. Just starting to see it like in my twenties or thirties just never was funny to me. It's 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 so hard to to um you know make to a, make it timeless. I think really the only yeah. comedy that I can think of that's timeless and will probably always be timeless is a uh, Jackass, like the uh, Jackass oh. movies and the Jackass show, Physi- like that kind of physical comedy. Yeah, I agree. America's <laughs> funny. Some videos it's consistently funny. You know, I could watch a first season one and laugh as hard as uh you know I don't know. I'll watch America's Funniest Home Video and I'll be like Robert De Niro in the uh you know the movie. Uh, Sorry. No, he's in the front of the theater. I can't remember what it's called at the moment. Uh, where he's in the front of the theater. The, 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 oh, fear, keep fear. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be like that guy watching America's Funniest Home Videos. Holy and shit. Still, that's so funny. I just re- realized that I think he's watching Problem Child in that scene. Yeah. And even at the time, that movie was not that funny. No. Problem Child. God. But yeah, so that kind of stuff will, will always be funny, I feel, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, Bill Murphy and his uh, his brothers, who aren't even as funny as Bill Murphy, will uh, you know do it for me. You know, in one of the rare good jokes that was on uh, that was on Family Guy, um, <laughs> there's there's this scene. It's like a cutaway thing, obviously, but where they're um, oh, did yeah. it make did it make did it make sense in context? Uh no, not at all, of course. Uh but so it was. Uh, who's who's on first? So they were like cutting away to uh, you know that, and they're they're just actually doing the who's on first routine, like who's on first, you know, and, you know, and everything. Um, I don't know. Uh, no, he's on third base. Um, and then they cl- goes to somebody in the audience, and he turns to his friend, and he goes, "Nothing will ever be funnier than misunderstandings." Right. And it's like that is kind of what it was like back then. Yeah, that's that's, that's the perfect explanation. <laughs> I think I think you had a falling out with uh, Family Guy. weren't you really hot on it when it first came out, and then you just kind of like uh, cooled down on it? 
Yeah, the first, the like the first season maybe or two, I was uh, I was super into it, and then it just it gets it's one of those things where I, I think it would have been perfect as like a two or three season show, and then just yeah. gone. But it's it's one of those things where the premise like went war thin very early on. Yeah, and South Park, like, you know, perfectly, like, you know, eviscerated the uh, whole concept of the show with their manatees picking random plot lines and jokes and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I feel there are some there are some episodes that I really love a lot of, of uh, Family Guy. Mm, yeah. Like, uh, the, one where, the one where they have, like, the Starship or Star Trek crew with them. That's a hilarious episode. That is funny, yeah. The one where they, uh, where they, it might be the same episode, but I don't, no, I don't think so. It's the one where they come up with Handy Quacks, the uh, cartoon about the handicapped ducks. <laughs> Yes. Like my wife and I like, you know, quote that to each other all the time. That, that's just a, such a hilarious episode. When yeah, they, I mean, I don't know. It's, when they when they play around with the the like the premise of the show, I think that's when it's it's best. Cuz like with with that Star Trek one, they just fought like it was basically just Stewie with the Star Trek crew like the entire episode. And like the Handy Quacks yeah. one, obviously they're they're poking fun at like their own writer's room and writer's rooms, you know, like that. Um right. and, and then there's an episode where Brian and Stewie get locked in a bank vault. That's kind of interesting. And that's like they're the only two characters in there. It's a one like scene locked room the entire, you know, episode. No cutaways or anything. Just like you know, it's just them. They really, uh, they really saved them the budget that week. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, you know, when they play around a little bit, they can make some interesting episodes. And I think that Seth MacFarlane has some talent. Um, I hear, I don't watch yeah. it, but I hear the Orville's really good. Yeah, I think my friend Matt like said, Norm MacDonald's in it too. Like, he plays like this weird, like, gelatinous slime or something like that. Oh, nice. I haven't actually watched it because I, I just generally, uh, I did. I don't like Seth MacFarlane. I don't know why. He just seems very unlikable to me. I don't like him either. I, th- I think I think all of the, I think most of the people, and this is this is sort of the premise of the show. Everybody, I think most people in Hollywood are just narcissistic assholes. Yeah, I, I mean the fact that he released like a, like three like albums of him like covering like Frank Sinatra songs <laughs> makes me hate him too. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be good. It's it's obviously a vanity project. I mean, it'll mm-hmm. be okay at best. Yeah, it's weird. You know, the weird thing is, is that Seth MacFarlane and I have so much like weirdly in common because, you know, we're similar age. We remember a lot of the same TV shows. He's really into the Rat Pack and shit like that. And so am I. He likes musical, uh, you know, movie musicals from like the 50s and the 60s, like Singing in the Rain. And he I think he said his favorite movie is uh, uh, The Sound of Music which is not my favorite movie, but I do like those types of movies as well. But I still mostly don't like the stuff he does. I mean, I, I, I actually like a lot of stuff I've seen. I like the movie Ted, the second one I didn't like as much. But I mean, I mean, it's again the same kind of, you know, jokes. I mean, mm. even Ted is like, oh, look, let's reference Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon's here now. You know, it's like, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, Ted is, Ted's fine to me. The, the best part about Ted to me is uh, Liam Neeson and Ted. <laughs> I don't remember when that. That's how long ago I've seen. I've seen it like once. I liked it, but I think it's. I think it's actually in the second one. Of now that I'm thinking about it, but he, he's he works at a grocery. So this teddy bear works at a grocery a green store. grocery. Yeah, he works at a grocery store, and set or uh, Liam Neeson comes up, and he sets down a box of tricks, and he says, uh, "I, uh, I've heard." I'm thinking of getting into comedies. <laughs> I've heard that this uh, this cereal is uh, is uh, meant for children, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's for it's for kids. That's what it says in the commercial. Uh, can I can I buy this? And he's like, yeah, of course. He's like, I myself am not a child. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, yeah, I, I, I caught that. And he's like, so so if I purchase this, I can go home. There will be no problem. No one will follow me. And he's like, uh, no, we don't have the budget for that. <laughs> and he goes he he looks at him and he kind of leans in and he goes i won't uh i won't forget what you've done for me here today and then the teddy bear goes i wish that you would <laughs> and that's like that's the funniest scene in the movie um nice. 
But uh, so there, I mean, there are like there's def- there's parts of stuff that he does that I like, and I liked Star Trek: The Next Generation, so I might like, um, you know, uh, this Orville show if if I watched it. But um, I don't know. I just I I generally like I don't watch Family Guy much anymore. Um, I'll I'll catch it every once in a while. My 14 year old daughter really likes it, and I think I think that's kind of part of it too. It's like a time of life type of show yeah for sure i think it came out when we were like 18 or so maybe something like that yeah around there 17 18 something like that like the last year of high school yeah yeah i mean it's it's okay i mean it's not the worst show i've ever seen you know as far as comedies you know no. i mean it's just kind of like there you know did you watch anything interesting this week i watched a lot of stuff this week um hmm I'm trying to think actually i, I, I would i wanted to bring this up since today is thanksgiving do you have any uh things you do traditionally like thanksgiving wise like movie wise or anything like that um well obviously we watch the t- horrible lions game <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that is uh i mean that'll, that's a good for like a quarter's worth. i mean they're gonna get destroyed by uh whoever they play yeah. they're not good the chicago bears yeah oh my oh my god and stafford's not playing so yeah uh trubisky's gonna have his uh career year i think he's not playing either oh he's not no, I think they have a backup in there. Huh, okay. This is a battle for who wants a better playoff or who wants a better draft pick, basically. I say just trade uh, Stafford, you know, after after the season. Keep the worst of the quarterbacks they have, and then hopefully they'll be the worst team, and then they get Trevor Lawrence, and then they'll uh, ruin his career. Yeah, I you know, I trading Stafford I, is not necessarily a bad idea, I don't think. I would I would definitely look into that. I mean, it seems like Bob Quinn can kind of okay pick Pick players, you know. I mean, the guys they had—I can't remember his name. The rookie is it Wilson. He was really good. This the safety. Yeah, Tavon Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got good players. I mean, surprisingly so. Oh my god, did you watch Monday Night Football yesterday? I mean, three <laughs> days ago. Yes. Wow, that was. Jeez, I mean, I, I can only imagine if we ever. I mean, that's that's the thing. The Ravens, you know, they they obviously were a good team for a long time with mm-hmm. Ray Lewis and Ed Harris and all the, Ed Reed and all those guys. Yeah. Ed Harris, the actor. <laughs> Ed Harris was their coach. <laughs> He, he briefly played linebacker, and that was just a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you see Ray Lewis, he looks over at Ed Harris, he's just like there. Like, what? what? Ed Harris, aren't you supposed to be in the Sherman show? We're going to win a Super Bowl. Like, like... <laughs> Don't worry, I won't tell him you stabbed that person either. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's blackmailing Ray Lewis because he wants a Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were good. Then they kind of, but I mean, they have the same coach. You know, they uh, they basically built the team around Lamar Jackson. And oh mm-hmm. my God, was that insane watching? I mean, he's not only the best runner on the field, the best passer. He's. I have a feeling that if they put him in at uh, at guard. He'd probably do a good job at that. Yeah, no shit. He is an incredibly talented player. Yeah, that's and he's like what year three or two. That's just mm-hmm. wow. And um, a really yeah. a really good decision maker too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he clearly sees the game as well as anybody else on the field, including, you know, the coaches. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I was watching uh, something, which is kind of funny, because it was like this show on ESPN, um, and Dan Orlovsky was, like, you know, commenting on the quarterbacks. I'm like, Dan Orlovsky commenting on how to be a good quarterback is <laughs> not the best fit. That's like uh, that's like uh, Bill Cosby uh, commentating on uh, what to do on a first date. And whether or not you should uh, pull your pants up to look right. at like yeah he like he like he showed like every like these t- it was inc- inc- it was crazy like how like tiny these windows of time he had to make a decision and then he made the perfect decision each time he like mm-hmm. i don't go like it, as far as a third quarter he had a perfect quarterback read yeah yeah he's and then when I, and whenever he got hit by the like whenever he got like not sacked i don't think he got sacked once when i saw but whenever he got hit you know like after the throw he would just bounce right back up it was just ridiculous yeah, absolutely. But as far as movies go on, on Thanksgiving, every once in a while we'll, like once Thanksgiving dinner's over, we might do like a Christmas movie like Elf or something like that. We don't have a, like a specific movie that we do every year. I always try to get people to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles every yeah, I was Thanksgiving. Say, that's like, I think we talked about this before, but as far as I know, that's like the only Thanksgiving-themed movie. It's the only one I can think of. I mean, I know there's, I think, I think it's called Home for the Holidays or something like that. It's, if you look at the cover, it looks like a Christmas movie, but they're oh, yeah, actually I think, coming I think home you for Thanksgiving. Said this last time too. Yeah. 
But yeah, but so, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it, and obviously, from the cast, I, I have not much of an inclination to do so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like John Candy, but I mean, maybe I'll watch it just because it's the only Thanksgiving thing out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I like playing Strange and Automobiles, but it's it's another one of those things where if you didn't see it in the eighties, I I don't know. Oh, you know, another one. I I'll be remiss if I don't mention this because my wife loves this movie. Uh, Pieces of April. That's a Thanksgiving movie. That stars uh, huh. a pre-Tom Cruise uh, Katie Holmes. Oh, wow. so it's an older movie. Yeah, it's uh, yeah when she when she actually had an acting career and was trying. Before yeah, I thought she was a good her. actress and every like in the one movie, what is it, The Ice Storm? She's really good in that. Uh yeah, she she was definitely a great. I think she was a really good actress, but uh, she got married to Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks was like, "Yeah, I don't want you to. Uh, I want you to make and movies she, anymore." And then she got married to Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh. It probably would have been a lot better if you got married to Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, did I say Tom Hanks? Yeah, you said you said Tom Hanks at first. And oh, I think that's weird. that that would yeah that would have been. I mean, poor um, poor uh, what's her name? Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson. But but yeah, yeah. do you think that would have? I think that would have ruined uh, Tom Hanks's image if he divorced Rita Wilson and married. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah, she's much younger than him. Yeah. Uh, under this side, I looked up uh, Thanksgiving movies. Miracle on 34th Street is somehow listed as a Thanksgiving movie. I've never seen it. It's it's about Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what it's about, but I just haven't seen it. Like, that, how, made... it's not in any way a Thanksgiving movie. This is going to sound ridiculous, but is Jingle All the Way a Christmas movie or a, or a Thanksgiving movie? Because this is about like a Black Friday type thing. Yeah, I guess that's an. I mean, I think it's mostly considered a Christmas movie, but I guess that's that's an interesting question because he's. Oh wait, no, it's not Black Friday because it's. Oh, it's like the day before. Yeah, it's like, like the day before Christmas. He's he put it off buying the. Uh, I didn't get the turbo down. <laughs> I've never seen that one, but I maybe I should just for fun. I know that. Uh, let's see. What, oh, I think I'm in. Oh, you know what. That's why that? I'm not in. Uh, oh, this is Thanksgiving right, movies. Probably five-ish. But uh, she's in another one. Um, it's called. Oh well, there's a Garfield's Thanksgivings on here, and Winnie the Pooh Thanksgiving. Oh, oh yeah, those don't really count. And I guess the Char- Charlie Brown one, you know. Yeah, yeah, that that would that would make sense. The only thing I really watch is uh, I watch this. There's an episode of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. called "The Gang Squashes Their Beef," and that's about. It's like a thing they have all their. It's like a friendsgiving, I guess. Oh, you know, okay. That's a stupid yeah. word. Because like they try and like settle all these grudges. It's a hilarious episode. But yeah, that's like I make sure to watch it every uh, Thanksgiving, and it's on Hulu.com. I don't. Does it? Does the word "thanks" imply family? I don't get that. I don't know. Why I, do you I mean, have to call it friendsgiving? Just call it Thanksgiving. I'm sorry your family hates you and you have a bunch of weird friends that uh, eat, uh, you know, vegan uh, chicken on uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Eat your fucking tofu and get out of here. Use, you could use the same name. It's okay. We don't, you're not appropriating it. We're not worried about that kind of shit. <laughs> call, it, uh, call it Native Americans uh, Genocide Day <laughs> and just get it over with. There you go. I mean, why don't we eat venison, I guess, because nobody hunts. But I think that would be my dream uh, to kill a deer and then eat venison on Thanksgiving one year. Nice. Or a freshly killed turkey, you know, like hunting wise. I think they mostly ate seafood on the on the actual first Thanksgiving. That wouldn't be a shock. I thought I thought there was venison, but I could be wrong. But yeah, I, I don't think I'd really go for seafood. I'm not a big seafood fan. Yeah, it's a lot of the stuff they ate. I wouldn't. I mean, who knows? They could have uh, eaten some of their children uh, on Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, that's what according to Dave Foley, that's what they do in a uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. They eat a uh, eight year old boy. Oh, there you go. Makes sense. Yeah. Dave Foley, who liked one of my tweets, thank you very much. I don't know if there was as much cannibalism going on in Canada as there was in the United States around that time, but yeah, there was. Yeah, some, I don't know. If you look into the history of it, there was some just absolutely brutal things going on. Yeah, they weren't very thankful. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I watched um, the end of the fucking world, the season two. I think I told you about that, that my wife and I were kind of like upset that there was a season two, but oh, we yeah, watched yeah, yeah. it and it was fine. Um, and then it ended 
And it kind of also ends in a, a way where they could go to a third season, even though, you know, this the graphic novel it's based on, you know, a limited run. That's it. Like they're well beyond the, the source material at this point. Um, and I looked at my wife and I was Which like, is usually that good. Yeah, I know. I looked at my wife and I was like, what did you think? And she was like, I liked it. And I said, do you think they're going to do another season? And she goes, God, I hope not. <laughs> but that's, that's the way, you know, and that's where people are getting, I think, because there's so much content out there. I just want it to be done. I don't want yeah, I, 10 I seasons. Like, and I kind of worry when a show I like that, you know, keeps going on beyond where I thought it should have. Like, it's just going to ruin the show at a certain point. You know? Yep, absolutely. Like, I mean, I really like the show Oz, uh, mostly for the new, nude men. Of course. Um, but, I mean, it, it went on a little longer than I feel it should have. I mean, uh, the scenes of male nudity. Same thing. Oh, no, those those were kind of too short, uh, yeah. in, all, in all honesty. Uh, but yeah, the uh, like the, the show Six Feet Under, I thought that was a little long too. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Game of Thrones went way too long, in my opinion. Yep. Well beyond uh, the material that they had. Yeah, what's funny is now that like Game of Thrones is over, nobody ever mentions it. It's like everybody is just so done with Game of Thrones. Yep. I, I have not heard. Although I did listen to a podcast, uh, the Deep into History, but it was actually done before the su- the show was over. Mm-hmm. He had one on the um, you know, it was like the rise of the Targaryens and that kind of stuff. Pretty, I really like that show. It's really good. Yeah, it is. That's a very good show. Uh, uh, yeah. So. But that's basically all I watched, and it was fine. If you, it's on Netflix. If you liked the first season, you'll probably enjoy this season. They did come up with an interesting angle and an interesting thing to do for the season, so it wasn't a complete waste. It was good. It wasn't as good as the first season, but it was good. But I do hope that they're ne- that it, now it's over. Don't bring it back. There's yeah. no reason to. Just Great. two seasons. Perfectly encapsulates their story. I I can imagine where they're going to go from here, and it's fine. Great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, only, that's pretty much all I watched. I watched quite a few things. Uh, not, I mean, a lot of them are just things I've already watched. I'm in the stage where I like to watch like shows that I really enjoy over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I watched that was new that was pretty interesting was uh, my wife and I watched this uh, special from Vice. Like, I think it was on... Hmm. It was on Hulu, I believe. It was like they investigated like uh, hip hop in Russia. Oh, interesting! It was really crazy. It was like uh, it was it, it was my wife made like the perfect analogy that I'm uh, currently forgetting. Oh no, no, yeah, it was just like the uh, the parental guidance hearings and uh, you know the 80s, 90s, you know with Tipper Gore and all that. Yeah, but they were also beating the people. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it was funny. They had like this guy who was like the Russian minister of like culture or music or something. He's like, oh, I would never, you know, adv- I'm not, I'm not allowed to advise Putin on these things. And then they of course cut to a, uh, <laughs> a videotaped meeting where he like Putin's asking him for advice on, you know, the music. So he, he's just flat out lying. God. Yeah. It was, it was pretty interesting. Like uh, they had all these different rappers. Uh, my favorite was, uh, his name was Husky. Okay. Oh, no, maybe it wasn't. No, no, that wasn't Husky. He was like the most popular, and it was really crazy. Like it was really like these, these huge concerts that people were attending, and they like turn they would turn the power off to them sometimes. You know, like they're, like oh, you're not allowed to play here, and they would just like you know sing it without power and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of it, it actually showed footage of one of my favorite videos, um, which is uh, the first time Metallica plays in Russia. Like the oh my god, it's like the most insane thing. The crowd is like overwhelming. It's like such a cool moment. Like, yeah. I occasionally watch that video. There's like a, a guy in like the, the army, like, you know, on top of people, like, you know, give them the double horns and stuff. It's just a real cool video. But yeah, they, this one, I can't remember his name, which is going to bother me, but he, he did this song called Drop the West. Okay. Which is all, it's all about like, it's about like how great Russia is, but like, it was like a kind of parody, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's the funniest video I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> like, it's this guy like in New York. He's like just kicking these buildings down. Holy shit! And then he's like on top of the Empire State Building, like humping at one point. It was really hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's. I mean, I watch so much stuff. That's that's the most memorable thing, though. So I would definitely. Vice always has good series. I mean, I love their investigative journalism. I would definitely check out anything from them. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think Vice does a really good job with a lot of everything that they do. Yeah, for sure. They should investigate Seth MacFarlane and find out why I don't think he's funny, despite the fact that uh, we're basically <laughs> the same person. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, do we have a commercial to do, Mark? Oh yeah, let's uh, let's <laughs> let's do some commercials. Um, so, first of all, uh, 
I want to uh, invite everyone out there. How would you like to suck my balls? Because they are now smooth and clean thanks to Manscaped, as as Mike calls it. What do you call it, Man Groomer? Yeah, Man Groomer. I think that's the porn parody version of it. Could be. Yeah, Manscaped, the, uh, it's technically the Lawnmower 2.0. That's I think correct. Yeah. Came with some special, I mean, the package that we got, It's uh, you could buy it on there. Just use our offer code, uh, it's late fee, right? Yeah, late fee. Yeah, all so caps. Code, late fee. Late fee. That, oh, it's, it's cap sensitive? Yeah. Yeah, it's all caps. Oh, okay. But check that out. Late fee, uh, you know, 20% off. Get the perfect package 2.0. I'm telling you, you know, the the, fir- the the thing that's the most important thing is that you need to know besides, you know, being able to to manscape yourself is and manscape.com obviously is that it's got deodorant for for your groin, which I don't know yeah. why I've never used before, but it's because it's the most upsetting part of your body. It just everything gets <laughs> everything gets squished and like there's there's all sorts of fluid always flowing around always flowing around What's that area. Everything's just a wet mess. Jeez. So yeah, I mean deodorant, you know, for your balls, it's 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 an it's a no brainer. Yeah, and I mean as we discussed before, you'll save thousands of dollars a year on a shampoo for the pubes. Absolutely. I mean, the first, if you're, if you're anything like Demi Moore, the first, uh, the first month alone will, will pay for itself. <laughs> I think she needs that, like, horse of that main, horse and main uh, shampoo. Yeah, exactly. About three bottles of that each, each time she showers. <laughs> probably. Probably. I think she just sits in a big thing of shampoo. <laughs> she's, instead of, like, a, a loofah in there, she's got one of those, uh, those big horse brushes. <laughs> oh <Yes>. god <sighs> everything was bigger in the 80s bushier too yep oh, so well you know I mean she, she probably smuggled many pounds of cocaine <laughs> in, that, uh, <laughs> yeah. in that tangle Emilio, that's where Emilio S. is to this day yeah exactly he lost his career there uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, so go to manscaped.com, use our promo code late fee, get 20% off and uh, be happy. So, you know, this holiday season, I'm telling you, buy it. If you're a woman out there listening to us, buy it for your, your, your husband or boyfriend. If you are a man, buy it for yourself or your lover. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure women can use it too. I don't see why not. Groom, groom yourselves up, ladies. Just write W-O at the beginning and you're all good to go. Exactly. But yeah, manscaped.com, check that out. And then uh, we've got a, a promo here from another show on the network. Uh, listen to, to, uh, to uh, oh, it's Pot Askew, Mike. They, uh, they cover... Oh, no, they're newer, aren't they? Yeah, they're one of the newer shows on the network. Then they cover... They, they don't just do Kevin Smith movies or, or, or view Askew Universe films, but they, they kind of stuff tangentially related to it too. Basically, you know, anything that's kind of in the spirit of Kevin Smith stuff. So, uh, yeah, so I saw one of them, like on their Twitters, they like actually took pictures of the quick South. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. That's awesome. Uh, but take a listen to them. Welcome everybody to the Potterskew podcast. I am. Whoa, 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 dude. This is our promo, not the show. I'm Rico. Oops. My bad. I'm CJ. We're the host of the Potterskew podcast. We are fans of pretty much anything and everything pop culture, including movies, TV shows, books, video games, comics, music, and of course, Kevin Smith. Now, while we do keep our fingers on the pulse of Silent Bob, he certainly doesn't need our help in promoting him. You got that right. We do our own thing with inspiration from the man and his mantra of why not. We've got stories from celebrities we've interviewed, theories of our own for certain movies, and we usually have a great debate on almost anything. We also do commentaries on movies. Sometimes we ask our fans what they want to watch with us. So, if you love the timbre of our vocal cords and you want to watch a movie at the same time, give us a listen. Stay tuned every Monday. There's always something new. And if you've been good this year, we may even give you some bonus episodes from time to time. So be good, subscribe, and enjoy Pot Askew. Proud members of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. 
So check out uh, Potaskew. They do some good work over there. Uh, I'm trying to think if I watched anything else this week, Mike. I mean, I pretty much just kind of bummed around YouTube and then, uh, you know, finished the end of the fucking world. Um, I watched an episode of 90210 from the first season so that I can... <laughs> So that we can record a 90210 episode for Retro Late Fee. Nice. Do you have a, I know you were talking about doing some, some stuff with, with your wife. Uh, have you, have you uh, decided on anything there yet? Yeah, it's still a work in progress. We, uh, I mean, she actually just started a new job this week. So the schedule wise, it'll probably be easier to do because she'll have the weekends off for the most part. Okay. Yeah. There's quite a few shows that we like um, that, you know, I think, Unfortunately, a lot of them they're already podcast for, so I don't really want to, you know, retread the same ground. Right. I'm like those people ripping us off our uh, house podcast. Yeah, that's right. There's some somebody decided to to uh, ape off of our success and do a house podcast as well. Yeah, good, good for you, good for you people. We're coming <laughs> for you. Jeez. Austin, Ed yeah. Harris. <laughs> yeah, Ed Harris, Ray Lewis, <laughs> yep. the whole team. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's about all I have for this week. All right, me too. Well, we will uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, as always, tell a friend about the show. Thank you for telling friends. Thank you for writing in. Oh, I've got so a couple, a few of you have written uh, questions. I don't actually have them pulled up right now, but next week we I will do uh, some questions. Next week I will read some some questions that we have in the email on the air, and we will uh, we will do that next week. Um, so keep, yeah, so if you have any other questions, get them in before then. Yeah. Keep right. Keep writing questions in. If you, if you've uh, got them, I'll do it. We'll do a, a little section about, of, uh, email questions next week. Um, that's, it's uh, massive late fee at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then, you know, massive late fee everywhere, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. We will, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. See you next time.